friend through the screen. She's my friend. She's Aurelia. We're doing <laughs> new theme song. Wow. Just kidding. Not yeah. a new theme song. But. <clears throat> no, this show is now just a combination of jingles. <laughs> That's our that's the transition for season two is we're just gonna be doing jingles. I'm into it. So yeah, me too. Um so I obviously stalk you on Instagram because <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Away. And you shot a movie this weekend, which is like so cool. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um our friend of the friend of the show, Eric. Eric. Uh who has like helped us out with since some audio stuff um although then we're not we're not quite to uh, the standards where we should be <laughs> yeah but we're getting there um he is also a filmmaker here in Indy and so he wrote a short film during COVID and is now shooting that short film and very nicely asked me to be a part of it and so yeah we spent all of this last weekend shooting like two 12-hour days in a row um and then we are also shooting it next weekend and then that'll be it as far as shooting but yeah it's I mean everyone who's working on it is like super nice and down to earth and great it's about um a woman that's me who her (laughs) husband played by our friend Nolan uh who we do improv with um he sleep talks and one time in his sleep talking he like references another woman and so then she kind of spirals out wondering if he is like cheating on her and uh no spoilies avi but yeah it's really different than anything i've ever done before because i've never shot a movie like this but we uh we shot part of it on the canal in Indy yesterday, and it for anyone who lives in Indy this weekend, it was like so gorgeous out. And also, the NCAA tournament is here, and so just there were like so many people outside, and it was a little bit of a nightmare as far as like shooting a film, but we got through it. And uh, now I've basically spent today in like a zombie state because I'm so tired. <laughs> I bet. That's, like, so cool, though. What a fun experience. And, you know, you're famous. Um, <laughs> what, what, how long is a short film? Is it, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Uh, it definitely depends. But this one, I think, is shaping up to be about, like, 2025. 20, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. I was not in a movie, but I did watch some movies. Nice. That's just um, as good. Well, I... Okay. Um, I think, let's see, I watched Mystery Theater 3000 mm-hmm. on Friday, and I watched, like, the newer ones oh, okay, that are yeah. Netflix, and I watched this movie, <laughs> and the jokes were really great. That was the best part. I watched this movie called Cry Wilderness, which- I've not heard of so, that. It's so weird, and- so bad basically it's about this little kid who can talk to bigfoot and like bigfoot tells him that his dad's in trouble and then he needs to go find his dad and then like most of the movie is like 
shots of animals that clearly are stock shots and then the actors on the other side of the screen in that same environment so like if there's like a tiger in rocks then you just see the people just like acting scared standing in front of rocks uh, that's hilarious yeah it was it was fun though I mean bad but fun um I think that's that that's like the highlight. Um, I did a lot of like cooking and grocery shopping and stuff this that's weekend. That's good. Get anything? It snowed. It snowed here. Oh, okay. So you had to stock up. Yeah. Yes, I went to Trader Joe's and I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a while. Me neither. Um, I gotta get back there. It was great. Um, I bought these. They're oh the my gosh! The Philly cheesesteak bao buns. Have I we did, talked about these? No, we haven't. But I see those every time that I go, and I always wonder if I should get them. What's your they What's your are review? So good. Okay. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Basically, you just microwave them for like forty five seconds, like very quick. I know. And then I make my own dipping sauce with like soy sauce and ginger and mm. ponzu. And I dip them in that when I eat them. They're so good. That sounds um, very so I good. usually buy two boxes at a time. Okay. I will <laughs> have to get those. Yeah, because that's I, I was always like, this sounds good, but it also Philly cheesesteak, bao bun, I don't know, could be very bad. So no, now that I have really a ringing endorsement uh, for the product from you. Yeah. I'm and convinced. you know what? I looked for the boba ice cream i was gonna buy it just to try it as like an experiment but i couldn't find it oh oh well um but if you find it i definitely think that you should buy it i will you actually like boba i I do i really do (laughs) i like the tapioca pearls they're chewy they're like little gummy candies at the end of my drink (laughs) um but i made some wonton soup Mm. that was really good i bought frozen wontons from the asian grocery store because like i go grocery shopping as like a hobby now yeah there's nothing else to do i'm into that um yeah it really is (laughs) like spend like an hour there just like perusing you know make a day of it yeah um and then i also made When I went to Trader Joe's yesterday, I bought the Hawaiian rolls that they have that are, Mm -hmm. like, the same, you know. And I made a tray of sliders. Nice. For, like, different meals. Um, With, like, turkey and ham and cheese. And I chopped up cornichons and put those Mm, on there. Yum. Because I only have fancy pickles. I love a good cornichon. Me too. Um, oh, Maybe I should do I that. Put, I'm so like, tired of making lunches. Maybe I should just do a I'm telling put together you, a that's tray. the move. It maybe took me, I don't know, because you don't actually have to cook anything other than no, like, yeah. the rolls. I've made it before oven. back when like parties were a thing. You were, you remember mm-hmm. those, right? I yeah. do. And okay. I, when I literally thought to myself, I don't have anywhere to go or anyone to share these with, but like it's okay for me to make them just <laughs> me yes absolutely (laughs) and also it's like basically meal prep you're like meal prepping yeah well that's what I was thinking that I would just have them for lunches um 
But then I put this like grainy mustard and honey mm. on top. Ugh, so good. Anyways, highly recommend. Hawaiian rolls are for all times, not just parties. I just want to thank you. Reiterate that. That's mm-hmm. an important message. <laughs> That's right. Um. Well, besides the movie, did you have time for anything else this weekend? This weekend, no. Um, but last week I was like pretty productive. I actually read this book. I have it behind me, but I guess we're on a podcast, so it doesn't really. I was gonna show it to you, <laughs> but like, no one else can see it. Here it is. Um, okay, I read this book. It's called Knockout, and it's by Mia Kang. She is so it's like a. Oh, it even says it on here. A memoir. Uh, But Mia Kang is a model. She's a supermodel from Hong Kong. And she's, I mean, she's like, I guess, you know, famous. Like she's been on like Sports Illustrated and stuff. Um, Successful model, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, sure. But this book is, it's about her like life growing up in Hong Kong and like starting out modeling in high school and then like, through her young adulthood and into her 20s. And uh, it's also about her like eating disorders that didn't necessarily start because of modeling, but like obviously progressed because of it. Exacerbated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it. It was a really easy read. Uh, I read it in like a couple of days, but I liked it because even if you're not in the modeling industry and even if you don't have like a severe eating disorder, even just if you have like a complicated relationship with food and with your body, I think it's worth, worth reading. Um, And then she also kind of the point of it is like in the end, she ends up getting into Mai Tai fighting in Thailand. um, And like, kind of is able to see her body in a different way other than like I just need to be as skinny as possible so I can like make money um anyway it's a good book and I liked it and I would recommend it um but also if you aren't feeling like reading a book you could follow Mia Kang on Instagram because I follow her and she's a really good insta follow she is I mean right now she's like posting a lot of really good resources for um, like the AAPI community and how to support them and help them. And she also sells these t-shirts that say stop Asian hate. So you could, and donates all of that money. So if you're interested in a t-shirt like that, uh, you should check out Mia Kang on Instagram. She's also like pretty funny and down to earth and normal. It's not like a weird model influencer account. I, I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> it's like very, very normal. She lives in New York and is cool. So that's my book recommendation. One book recommendation per season of the podcast. Uh, Funny enough, speaking of books, our guest this week is uh, Claire. She is a young adult librarian uh, in Evansville, Indiana. And we had a really good conversation with her. All things books. Um, We play a... F. Mary Kill. Um, For YA <laughs> book characters, yeah, which is like that's a, right. a dream, <laughs> a true dream for like high school me. That's right. So before we uh, jump to our interview, mm-hmm. we do have an announcement. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, we will be taking a several week break from releasing new episodes. Yes. Uh, this is the last episode of season one. We did it. You did it. We did it together. Woo-hoo. 24 so episodes, babies. <laughs> but due to some life events, we're going to take a few weeks off and then be back in April. End of April? Yeah, Something like, like late April, early May, early May at the latest. Shooting for late April, but uh, yeah, there's going to be some some travel involved, so... TBD, but yes, in about in about a month we'll we'll be back. We've already got some uh, really great interviews recorded, very cool people that we're like excited for you to learn more about. So we're definitely looking forward to season two. That's right. So uh, enjoy our final episode of season one, and don't forget to come back for season two. I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, We're really excited to have you here. Uh, Claire Winternheimer is a teen young adult librarian in Evansville, Indiana. Um, So I did want to start out before we get into our um, our uh, interview questions. Um, we're going to play a game and we'll call it F Mary kill. <laughs> Maybe you're familiar with the game. Yeah, the game set up the structure perhaps. Yes. I, I'm, I think I'm familiar. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> for the first one, we're going to do like uh, young adult book characters. Oh gosh. Okay. That's our <laughs> and do you have any favorite like well-known young adult book? Mm, so many. <laughs> um, I'm literally trying to think of my favorite. That is a really hard question. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys know Th- uh, a Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. It's a really popular young adult series, but it's actually transitioning to adult. So it's for teens and adults. Um, but there's a character named Risend, and he is, I lust after him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, pretty, that sounds pretty YA right there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, like a warrior fey elf, you know, that whole that whole jam so yes oh yeah that's my classic combo right there of uh <laughs> love interest and he's probably like misunderstood a little bit yeah, definitely do you guys have favorites yes um, and <laughs> they're listed a few of mine are listed oh gosh um but you know i'm of a different age so i feel like some of these <laughs> books that I used to read and maybe kids still read them but um the first book that we're gonna do is Twilight Mm. okay and of course the three titular characters of Twilight (laughs) that's a that's a real word I just want to preface that doesn't it refer to like title though 
I thought it was like Maine or like, let's see, let's do some, oh. Like Nancy Drew is the titular character of Nancy Drew. Denoting a person or thing from whom or which the name of, that's not. <laughs> okay, well, I tried. That's okay, um, that's okay. We've just all learned something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Edward, Jacob, and Bella from Twilight, F, Mary, Kill. Mm. Okay. Hmm. F, Jacob, Kill, Bella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Honestly, that's... I would add Billy in there, though. Is that her dad? Yes. <laughs> I'm older. We're older. I'm older now. I don't know. So those are changed. Yeah. Okay. Did you read, Sorry. Were you a big like Twilight fan back in the day? Oh, I was for sure. I did not read the books until I saw the first movie, which oh. is funny because I don't normally do it in that order. But I think I wasn't really reading a lot when the books first came out because college and I didn't care at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I do love Twilight. I still love Twilight. I don't care if people think it's lame. <laughs> like, I will go back and watch the movies and read the books. Still love them. So. I think, like, Twilight is a great example of getting, like, teenagers into books who maybe, like, wouldn't be right. reading otherwise. Which I think is good for as, like, ridiculous as they are. I read all of them. And they are ridiculous. <laughs> um. I, I love going through all the memes, the the Twilight memes. Like that's still a thing that I oh, do yeah. with my friends. They'll so. never, never die, just like the vampires. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Next, Hunger Games, another classic. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll do Peta, Finnick, and Gale. Oh gosh. Okay. Who's Finnick? That is who, uh, what's his face? Sam Claflin plays. And he's like from he district, district three. one, oh, three. From like district three, which is like the watery like beach district. And he's really good at swimming. And so he's in the second and the third ones. I see, okay. Honestly, I would say F Finnick. <laughs> Mary, Gail, and kill Peta. Peta gets on my nerves, strange, weirdly. That's, it's that's fair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't die in the Hunger Games, so he has to get his like time, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a series that I definitely read growing up as embarrassing as it is but gossip girl the okay, books yes. okay. i also read those so. <laughs> yes. okay chuck nate and dan which is like hard because they're like all like really hot in the show in my personal opinion <laughs> okay hmm Okay, sorry. Let's see. I would marry Dan. 
F. No, I would marry. Sorry, marry Chuck because I want to live that bougie life. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, get that um, one. <laughs> F. Dan and kill Nate. Weirdly, I think, I think I agree with that. Nate's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's just like cute. Yeah, cute and boring. Okay, okay. Next. Harry Potter, of course, one of the most <laughs> classic young adult uh, novels. All right. We'll do, we'll do like some non-main characters. We'll do Ginny, McGonagall, and Hagrid. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would marry Hagrid because I want all the magical creatures mm-hmm. and I would kill Jenny weirdly and F McGonagall. Yeah. I mean, Jenny in the book is also like very different from Jenny in the movie. In the movies, yes. Which people who only watch the movies don't know. And in the movies, she kind of sucks. I think that's general consensus. She like, has like wet blanket vibes yes. in the movie. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm already living the life with Hagrid. Like the cabin in the woods with the, the critters <laughs> and all that. So I guess that makes sense for me. I don't yes, know. You, are com- you are coming to us from the woods this evening. That's, yes, that's, that's correct. Right. <laughs> Okay, Claire, did you ever read uh, Babysitter's Club? I did. I loved Babysitter's Club. Okay, great. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Okay, so here are the three from Babysitter's Club. Okay. Christy. Okay. Claudia. And Marianne. Okay, that's hard because I don't fully remember which is funny because i watched the most recent netflix oh yeah i watched it too and thought it was so fun even though i know it's for tween girls like i watched it all on monday oh yeah (laughs) okay christy is the like president she's like the bossy one and then claudia is like the artistic one and marianne is the like shy like nerdy one i guess i feel like i would marry wait claudia's the artsy one yeah I like her a lot yeah me too um kill what is, what's the bossy one i've already forgotten christy christy phil christy. christy and f mary what'd you say Anne? yep been forever it's funny because i had like a dawn doll isn't that babysitter's club yeah definitely dawn is the one that moves from california yes stacy's the one that moves from new york city oh that's right (laughs) okay we have one last one and this is i read these all the time growing up uh nancy drew Uh okay we'll do Nancy Drew, Bess Marvin, and Ned Nickerson, which is her boyfriend. Gosh, I don't remember them. Like, I don't know enough, I don't think. Let me think. 
I mean, we can swap out the Hardy Boys for one of those groups. <laughs> They're a pair. Was Bess the like rich city girl? Yeah. yeah. And George is like the athletic one. Yeah. But I know it's hard. I think I would marry Nancy because I want to live that mystery life. <laughs> Solving mysteries. That sounds awesome. Um, kill. What's her boyfriend's name? I've already forgotten. Ned. Ned. Kill him and do Bess. Nice. Hmm. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for playing that. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. <laughs> Um, okay, so for every interview, we always ask our guests, what did you want to be when you grew up and what do you do now? Okay. What did I not want to be when I grew up? I wanted to be everything. Um, <laughs> honestly, since we've already mentioned Harry Potter for the longest time, I, you know, I waited for that letter from Hogwarts. So I thought I was going to be a wizard. And I dreamed of being that. More realistically, I wanted to be like a zoologist and study animal, wild animal behaviors, things like that. I love wolves and big cats. I was obsessed. Um, and then I, I initially started out in school for art, um, graphic design and illustration. So being an artist was probably my greatest dream, but I still do that on the side. And now I am a librarian and I specialize in teen services. So, um, yeah, that is nice. where we're at. Yeah. So what, what brought about that shift from, you know, graphic design and being an artist to being a librarian? So I think, um, I think going to school for art was difficult. It took the passion out of it for me, which I feel like often happens when we pursue um, higher education in things that we're passionate about. That can happen. Um, and with art, I I didn't always do well with the critique, the critique part of things. It was very difficult. I was young. So um, that was a difficult part of it, but I loved art. I loved comic books primarily, um, illustration art. So my love of literature and books um, and telling stories, being a librarian was was a good fit um, where I could still, you know, nerd out with people about those, you know, the, the passion for art and comics and things like that. So I think that's kind of what transitioned what made that transition possible um and i i randomly took a job in the library because i'd always loved them just in the circulation department which means i was like the first person you saw when you walked in the door of, of the library so i got to see and talk to every everyone and i am a people person so i do like being in you know working in a place where i can socialize with people. Um, I also can be very antisocial though. Um, so um, my job allows me to 
do both behind the scenes and public work. So I wanted, I wanted something like that. And I guess that's kind of what led me to where I am today. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, so I know most of the people that I know that are librarians have a master's like in library or information science, um, sciences. Does, do all library employees have to have that degree or it's just if you're wanting to be a librarian? Um, no, not, all, no. Um, it's if you want like the librarian certification, that's when you would go for your master's. So we have positions at every, every level or at various levels and every organization and library is different. Um, but typically, um, if you want to be like a reference librarian or um, or specialize in something like uh, an archivist or um, work in collections or um, if you want to go the admin route most which I've done pretty much every level from circulation clerk to director um, I've been all those. So those posi uh, the positions like director and any like specialized librarian position, you would go for your MLS or MLIS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if, if you're just wanting maybe not a special position, do most people have like English degrees? I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, most people I know do. I mean, my bachelor's is in English as well. So it made sense. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of people do, um, but we have a lot of people that have also gotten like associates degree, uh, associates degrees, um, and there are different ones that are available for library services. So people have gone that route as well, which is awesome. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, since there's no like undergrad, like batch, there were, I guess that's a question. Are there any like bachelor's programs for library science or not really? It's mostly English. Not really. I feel like it's mostly people. Yeah. If people do have their degrees, it's typically in English or arts based, I feel like, or we get, you know, people with business degrees occasionally because you can go different routes in the library. Like you might be working up in, you know, um, with administration in our finance department, different things like that. So uh, we have people, I mean, it's, I would say it's typically English though, at least in my experience. Yeah, well, so. I feel like that makes the most sense to me, totally. to me yeah. <laughs> at least, yeah. it's a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you are a young adult, teen librarian, what's kind of the difference between that and maybe just like a regular librarian or, or a children's librarian? So I do some children's librarian work, but I took the position as the teen librarian because, um, which I'm part of the whole youth services department. Mm -hmm. So that includes children's and teens. I think it's zero to 18 is typically what they say for youth. Um, and I chose teenagers and the work I do is with a lot of high school students, junior high kids, tweens, teens. Um, probably our biggest thing that, that we do is our volunteer program for teens. Um, so 
I do more programs that are based on passions that most teens might have, whether it be video games or um, art or comic books, poetry, whatever it is. We do more stuff based on that than, you know, your story times and things like that for the littles. I don't know if that really answers your question. No, that makes sense. Is there, even when you're doing programs that are like, let's say related to video games, is there, you know, a literacy component to that still, or is it more just like engagement? Um, I would say there, I mean, you can certainly, yeah, you can certainly make or bring, bring out a literacy component with things like that, depending on what you're doing. But I feel like with a lot of that, a lot of programs like that, those are more about engagement. It's more about the teens having a, a safe space that they can come to where they have access to things like game systems and things like that. They can hang out with their friends. Um, it's more about that than it is the literacy component. But okay. that's, I mean, we have other programs that, you know, focus more on the literacy aspect of things. Sure. Um, I think just oftentimes like when people think of libraries they're like oh books and reading and you forget oh, yeah. the community engagement aspect of it and that it's like it's really a resource oh absolutely yeah i mean we're we're like a hub for all those different things um it's a place that you can come to to use computers um to work on you know we have a business librarian and a whole department for that kind of stuff so there are different librarians like that uh local history librarian you know there are so many people in our system and in our field that are there to just literally any passion you could possibly imagine we're there to help guide you like to find or to help you on that journey absolutely yeah um so what do you think uh like if someone is interested in maybe going into this field what do you think makes a good young adult librarian other than you know appreciating the literature and liking sure. to work kids? i mean it helps to appreciate and enjoy the literature i primarily read all young adult because i feel like it's written I don't know young adult literature literature is so much more fun to me but also like there's some really deep and impactful work out there written for teens um that i wish i had had access to as a teenager um that are dealing with very delicate issues relating to trauma or whatever it is there's just it's beautiful literature that's being put out so having an appreciation for that is i think important but also i mean i don't know if i ever really grew out of being a teenager i mean i think i did obviously <laughs> i don't like, think any of us do yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more mature and more responsible than i was whenever i was 16 but i also never lost a lot of the passions that i had then so i feel like you need to be able to tap into that um, to work with teenagers and um, be patient and remember that while they are, I don't like talking about them like as a group of people, but I guess they are like at that age, like more volatile and emotional, like that can be 
I feel like as adults, we, we look at that and we, we pass judgment based on that, but it's also like a really great time where they, you know, teenagers are so tapped into their emotions and are very expressive about it. And I mean, I think that that's, I think that's a beautiful thing and something that we should really focus on. And so you should, if you want to go into this field, you should want to be an advocate for those teenagers to give them a voice. That's what it's about. Um, and I feel like I try to do that in my work. Um, and I work with all different types of teens. So I do outreach and in-house programming and things like that. But I work with before pre-COVID, right now our outreach services are suspended, um, but uh, I would go to our local youth detention center and meet with the girls uh, unit over there. And so I got to connect with these girls who are in a very sensitive, um, very different predic predicament than most teenagers find themselves in. Um, so being able to understand at that to look back at that age and and think about what they're experiencing and what that feels like you have to be able to do that and i feel like if you really give yourself the time to you you can reflect back and really get back into that headspace i try to do that every time i interact with teens so definitely yeah. they've got they've got some heavy stuff going on um, yeah that's for sure. My background's in high school teaching. So, um, okay. yeah, they, they just feel everything all the time and you want to be able to be like, it's things are going to be, be less than what you're feeling now, but, I have so many feelings <laughs> that, that is, that is fair. Um, Claire, you were talking earlier about how, YA does really address some heavy topics. Have you noticed maybe like a shift since we were teens reading these stories, like a shift in maybe inclusivity or diversity in these stories? Definitely. Um, and I think that has to do with people that are putting books into the hands of young readers and readers in general, but it also has to do with a shift in the publishing industry because I, I look at that a lot at what's coming out and what authors are being picked up by publishers and there is just a lot more diversity in, and inclusivity at that level. Um, there's so many amazing pieces. Uh, I mean, with Black History Month last month, we highlighted a lot of the, um, a lot of really amazing um, works of fiction and nonfiction and poetry and all that stuff. And there's just so much out there and there's um, just a real, which I think we know with, with the current generation, like youth, um, they're just so much more open and sensitive to the world and everybody who inhabits it. And um, I think that's definitely reflected in the literature that's coming out. Um, I could like spout off 5,000 things, but I won't do that. Um, but yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense because I was just thinking about the books that we did for the game and like almost all of those books feature white characters and uh, not a lot of diversity. So I think that's really great um, that there's been a shift there. And there's been a shift like in the subgenres, like of like you wouldn't see a lot of um people of color or different cultures or um different sexualities in fantasy and science fiction and all those different horror like you don't there was not a lot lot of diversity but especially in young adult i would say more than any other age group it the literature there's there's so much more in in young adult in my personal opinion and what i've read so and i i read all i read it all but i just yeah do you also um do you like curate the teen section like are you involved in you know bringing in new books and kind of managing so we actually have a whole department that does that um yeah our collections uh technical services department tsd is what they're called so we have a children's librarian who specializes in children's and teen literature but yes i mean i definitely um i will send like what i think are the top picks or like if there's a new trend um in ya literature like i always try to make a point of uh working with our our children's uh collection specialist and then we have different people in our system who um at varying uh in in varying positions who help with that as well but yeah um i do a lot of like blogs and video posts about current and or not even just current just why literature in general which is pop populates our facebook page and youtube channel and all that kind of stuff so yeah, I am involved, but, and, and it, some teen librarians are completely responsible for the teen collections in their libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just, we're a larger system. So, um, but like in smaller libraries that I worked at, like that was my, that was part of my position. So. Do you have any like favorite programs that you've done, like either at your current job or previous jobs? So I loved, so before uh, the pandemic, we had just started a poetry open mic, um, which was really fun. And we weren't like, we were trying to grow an audience, but I did, I would get these like occasional two, three teens who like, it was so amazing, like seeing them get up and actually read their own work um, and like put themselves out there. And so I loved that. And uh it started at one of our locations with one of our other uh, librarians, and then I wanted to do it at Central, which is our largest location. That's the one I'm I'm housed at. I guess. <laughs> that's my location. Um, but I loved I love that, and I cannot wait till we can do that again. Um, we've done a lot of like special projects um, or programs. Like I was involved in uh it was called biobots and it was a robotics program that we partnered with uh, toyota um and our local uh 
a local nature organization uh, called Wesselman Woods, where we taught youth how to um, create, ro basically they used uh, ro robotics to learn about how animals function. It was really cool. And then like Wesselman Woods would bring in live animals. And so they'd get to see like how they like moved and did all these different things. And then they would um, basically build a robot that could mimic that. Um, and it was really cool because we were working with, you know, that organization, Toyota. So we went out there so they could see like because they have like huge robots that build their help build their cars out there so they could see it like in an industry and how it would work and how that could translate into a career. And so that was a really fun project to be a part of. Um, that's probably another favorite and any arts based program I love. So yeah, we had a graphic novel book club where we could geek out about comics and that's my thing. So that was just like a personal favorite. Um, yeah. So yeah cool. those sound really fun and just like things that yeah kids would be interested in are you how do you get how do you get kids how do you get teens to so a, come to this stuff that's a good question and one we're always trying to uh sure yeah trying to figure <laughs> out because it's 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 always been an issue in public libraries mm -hmm. is getting teens in the door um so you know you try and appeal to the current trends and the current interests of teens um social media plays a big influence on that right now we're trying to uh i think we're we have a library TikTok, so we're trying to jump on like whatever's relevant right. and trendy um although we haven't actually started using it because most of us at the library still aren't into it I gotta get there. I'll get there. But um, so we yeah, talk about it later, Claire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna big make, I don't make videos, but I like to watch them. Oh, I'm on TikTok every night, like watching hour, like for an hour, I'll just watch videos. I'm like, eh. it'd be fun to do this, but yeah, but yeah. So we try and you know reach out to them that way, and then it helps if you offer like. Like I said, we have a teen volunteer program called Volunteens, EVPL Volunteens. And whenever you can attach like an incentive, I hate to say that, but if you do sometimes incentivize things like that, that helps. Oh yeah. Um, what kind of volunteer work do they do? Is it at the library or is it around the community? Yeah, so it's at the library. So we weren't able to do it last summer again because sure. of everything, but um, I think we don't, I still don't know what we're going to be doing this summer, if we're going to be doing a more virtual volunteers and what that looks like. I don't quite, we're figuring that out now. Um, but yeah, it would be, it was primarily in library. So teens would help prep materials for programs, would help do crowd control at programs. So they also like got genuine work experience about what it would look like to work with the public, um, mostly in our children's programs. Um, because most, I feel like a lot of teenagers, a lot of them felt comfortable with that, or they could like create book displays, movie displays based on their interests. Um, uh, we offered that they could blog for us, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it was primarily in library. 
sorry. <laughs> There's a stink bug. Sorry. <laughs> okay, you're in the woods. You're in a cabin. <laughs> yeah, cabin this is what yeah. happens. Yes. Okay, so this is a little off topic. And if you don't have anything to say, we can just go on to the next question. But I went to school in Evansville, and I know that there is a haunted library there, the Willard Library. And I wanted to know if, like, have you ever worked there or been there and experienced anything spooky? Do the Valentines go? <laughs> yeah. So it's their initiation. That would be wicked cool. I love spooky stuff, and I love the occult. So I'm way into that um i have never worked at willard willard is separate from our library system they're like their own entity um but i have visited there quite a bit um i have a library card there actually because you know whatever i like collect <laughs> them no um, uh but yeah i've never had an experience i know that whenever you go downstairs i feel like i i could be wrong but when you go down to the children's department, which is like on the lowest level, which also it's on the lowest level, so it's colder, but it just feels like a weird cold. Like there's like little spots, you know, they talk about that. There's like cold pockets, whatever. I don't know. I've never had a weird one, but I know every single year that they do like tours around Halloween um, and people have really seen like the, I think she's called the gray lady. Um, and I totally believe it. And I've worked in a library, an old Carnegie library that was also haunted. So I feel like haunted library feels like it feels right. You know, it does. <laughs> if I were a ghost, I would just want to hang out with all the books. So. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. blame them. Yeah. I think oh. it's great. <laughs> For sure. Um Claire, earlier you were talking about how you've like worked in some smaller libraries. Can you just because I truly don't understand how like library systems work. Mm -hmm. um, what does being a librarian look like maybe at a smaller library system compared to a bigger one like Evansville? Yeah, so I mean, I worked at the Poseyville Carnegie Public Library, so we served a very small community mm -hmm. um, in comparison to Evansville. So there's there was only one building, whereas with EVPL we have, this is so bad, I can't remember, seven or eight, I should know. But um, so you're serving a much smaller population. Um, I feel like I don't know there's there's just like a I love where I work but in the smaller town libraries there's just like a more like homey like at home feeling to it I don't know like you you, you could very likely go to the grocery store in Poseyville and see like half your patrons there like it's that kind of place which I love um and I would say there you know the opportunities for outreach and community partnerships there might not be as many in a smaller library um although i think you just have to get creative with that like there there are numerous ways that you could go about doing that um but i feel like 
with EVPL, we, we have a lot more community partners and, and partnerships and programs and things like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that answered. I feel like that's the main difference though. Like, I don't know. Cause I've worked at like, I've literally worked at really small, medium and quite large systems. And you just, you literally see the same people every single day in the small ones, which is kind of cool. It's like a family. I don't know. But my current library feels like that kind of too. So I don't know. Um, And I'd imagine that like your responsibilities are maybe a little bit different because there's not, it sounds like things with the Evansville library, like pretty specialized. Yes, they can be. Yes. Um, yeah. So like at a smaller library, you're more likely to do like at Poseyville. I, while I, I went from circulation clerk to various positions and then director and at every position, we would all share similar duties. Like, because you have a staff of maybe four or five at, you know, a level like Poseyville. And so you're occasionally going to work the circulation desk, regardless of what your position is, or, you know, everybody interacts with customers. Whereas at EVPL, yeah, they are more specialized and, and uh, organized into different departments based on the work they're doing. Okay, cool. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any advice for people who want to become more involved with their local library um, or support it? And how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, again, we we usually have volunteer opportunities. And so that's always a great way. I know whenever I was younger, um, actually, whenever I was a teenager, also I was super nerdy. So I was asked to be like a special member of the, I don't know, there's volunteer opportunities is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to go into my super nerdy story, but (laughs) basically I was asked as like a teenager to come to one of their, you know, to some of their staff meetings to, to offer the teen vision, you know? Yeah. That's cool. I was that into, into books. I would bring like four books down to the lunch table with me in junior high. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's, there's volunteer opportunities. Um, that's a great way to get into the library. Um, there's, you know, with EVPL, there's different, um, friends of the library and different little organizations we have within the library that people can be involved in, um, where you can help, uh, run like our, our spring, fall, our different book sales and things like that. Um, you can always support our library by visiting our social media and sharing all our programs and taking part in our programs and engaging with them and sharing them with everyone you know. Um, that's, yeah, please do that, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of social media, would you like to share uh, the library's like social handles and maybe any upcoming uh programs yes i would love to um i don't even know what our handle is um (laughs) i was like i need to come prepared and then i am never quite prepared it's okay i said titular incorrectly (laughs) so 
you're good. We don't. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're just under Evansville Vandenberg Public Library. Um, and all of our digital programs are shared on there. So that's our story times. That's our, um, we have Maricela who does a Spanish story time and does like really cool, um, like salsa of the month, like recipe videos, um, things like that. And then we do really cool, like DIY art based programs, illustration programs. Um, you can find all those on there. Um, Again, it's under Evansville Vandenberg Public Library. I'm literally looking at it right now, trying to like, <laughs> what's the best thing? Like, um, we also have like a lot of STEAM activities. So the science, technology, engineering, art, all that stuff for young people. Um, right now, because it's Women's History Month, we have a lot of programs and blogs and things uh, coming out about Women's History Month and all the wonderful women that inhabit and have inhabited this earth. <laughs> um, so check those out. I'm going to be doing a DIY silhouette painting of Ruth Bader Ginsburg because Ooh. RBD, come on. Like, when adults come oh heck yeah yeah like i encourage everyone to come who cares like you can come to yeah virtual story time come whatever you want to get up and sing a song clap your hands it's fun i i still love to do it so yeah of course everybody should attend it's good it's good for you dance parties Absolutely. who doesn't have a good time I'm into it. um yeah so sorry I would start oh. there on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube and Instagram. I don't know our handles. I feel like it's EVPL library is our Instagram handle. Sorry for being so unprepared. No, it's okay. It's no problem. Uh, we can uh, add the handles when we post about the episode too. Yes, very cool. we will definitely do that. Um, do you guys still do like the children's summer reading program when people and the kids get like free like oh, I love it that, that. that was, I that used was to a do big that. part of my life Thank you. <laughs> oh same same yes we do we still do our summer reading program and we still have prizes um although what's really cool is these days we do a lot of gift cards like really nice gift cards Ooh. so I mean, we occasionally, like when we're in person, do, we've done the prize wheels and things like that, which I always loved doing as a kid. Like, we I read my five books. Like, it's amazing. So, yes, we still do it. Um, most people do still, I hope, uh, or most libraries do. I don't know how many. Yeah. We get pretty good numbers still, too, for from kids to adults. So, um, and I know that this... 2020 2021 uh like book sales and all that stuff went up because of everything going on so um more people checking out materials from the library so that is one positive um amid the chaos of the last year and a half <laughs> so yeah um, summer reading program was one of my favorites. Also, I loved Book It. I don't know if you guys did Book It in school where you got like, it was through like Pizza Hut 
you get a free Pizza Hut, like pizza, like the little, no? Okay. I don't think so. I wish. I'm sure my mom's going to listen to this and be like, Katie, you definitely did that. I just remember I we had two libraries that we belonged to and we did the summer reading program at both. One Ooh. library had a pet chinchilla at it, which was very exciting. Um, yeah. And also did, you could, when you got to certain levels, you got raffle tickets and then you could put your raffle tickets. And yes, was, you've done that. St. Louis and there was always uh, Cardinals baseball game tickets that you could Ooh. win. And we sometimes won. So that's, that's my story. I love that. And I love um, library pets. We're trying to, at my location, settle on something and then put a proposal in so we can get a library pet. Um, but nobody- I would recommend a chinchilla. So my friend, yeah, my friend Audra, when she hears this, she's going to be like, I told you, Claire, because she keeps <laughs> saying chinchilla and I keep saying, what if it gets loose? um in the library can you imagine like it's so scary but i also said i love reptiles and so everybody's like no yeah. to the snakes to the snake ideas when so, i think about no. something getting loose in the library i have to say that a snake <laughs> is scarier to me than a chinchilla i suppose i agree yes <laughs> um i wouldn't like yeah that. and maybe the chinchilla would be easier to find <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Definitely. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Stay tuned. Visit yeah, our social media to, to see. Yeah, you'll have to keep us posted. Okay. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. This was super fun. Brought back so many fond memories. I used to spend hours and hours at the library. Um, so thank you for doing what you do, uh, supporting young adults reading. It's really important. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun to talk, talk with you ladies. Thanks for listening to Girls Just Wanna. If you've made it this far, we consider you a close and personal friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Interested in being a guest? Send us an email at girlsjustwannapod at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. you. Bye. Bye.